What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining us here on Marriage Mondays on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm his counterpart, Jamie. And today we're going to be talking about one of our family core values, and it is communication. Hey, here on Marriage Mondays, what we strive to do is to give you perspectives from our marriage, lessons that we've learned from both our successes and our failures that remind us what our foundations are so that we stay grounded and don't get carried away with all the noise and chaos in our world. So as you listen, reflect on your marriage, your relationships, and hopefully you can get some perspectives from us and from the stories that we have to share. Sounds great. Here we go. So it's time for another Marriage Monday. Are you ready for this? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I like it. Hey, we have been asking you, the listeners, and our friend circles on social media for ideas. What kind of topics do you want Jamie and I to tackle on these Marriage Mondays? And we've gotten some feedback, right, Jamie? We have. One of our friends suggested we talk about communication. And when we say communication, I mean, we're talking about the conflictual or important conversation communication because the other stuff is just easy, right? Yeah. If it's Friday night and we're talking about that we had a great week or the exciting things that we're going to do this coming up weekend, that's super easy stuff. Uh, We can popcorn back and forth and just have fun with the conversation. But we want to actually try to dive into how about when there's a lot on the line, when emotions might be high, and how are we going to have that conversation so that we have success? Absolutely. Part of that is to think about your communication style when you're talking about communication, because ours are very different. Chris is one to tell you everything, tell you now, and usually with a lot of passion. And I'm kind of loud. I don't mean to be, but I'm kind of loud. He could be happy. He could be upset. It's all the same. I'm, I'm loud when I'm happy. I'm loud when I'm upset. When I'm sleeping, I'm not as loud, I don't think. But I mean, there are times. And he speaks with his hands, which would make you think he was upset. A lot of energy here, folks. Lots of energy. As a matter of fact, when I woke up this morning, he was up and ready to go, and it was 6 a.m. I was already planning this whole conversation. So, yeah, I was super excited for her to speak into it and see what we were actually going to do with it. Whereas my communication style is more one of, like, thoughtfulness and reservedness because I need some time. Did she just say that I'm not thoughtful, folks? I think she just said I'm not very thoughtful. This wasn't about you. Okay. Uh, but no, she's she's right. That is her communication style. She's going to process something and think through the the reasoning of it. And, and she's not going to speak a lot in the moment or in emotions. And so it's taken me a lot of years to figure that out. And I've screwed it up a number of times because, of course, as human beings, oftentimes we are very focused on the way we perceive this world. And we assume the people around us perceive it and process it the same way. And that's just not true. There's a whole lot of diversity in the way human beings see things, perceive things, engage in things. And so in the context of marriage, it's super important to recognize what your spouse's communication style is, because otherwise you can really muck it up. I feel like one of the important things to do when you're going into an important conversation or a potentially conflictual conversation is to make sure you have a safe environment. Yeah. What do you mean by that? 
So if it has been a stressful day at work or you don't have the opportunity to be to be having an in-person conversation, is this a safe environment? Are you texting? Are you using all caps? Is that going to be a safe environment for this important conversation? Are you doing a phone call where they can't read your body language? Is that going to be the best way to have a safe environment? Yeah, so she has said something super important there. So again, we're talking in the context of an important conversation. All we mean by that is there's a high probability there's going to be increased emotions. You're going to feel strong about this. Your spouse is going to potentially feel strong about it. You guys might not see eye to eye on that. When you can predict that in advance, there are some definite don'ts. And Jamie just touched on them. Don't text each other. Do not text an important conversation. Don't use email. Don't do this over social media. Phone calls suck, folks. Doing it over a phone call, unless you are geographically separated and you have no other choice don't use a phone call. With technology nowadays, at least we could get on a video chat and see the other human being that we're having this super important conversation with. But really, the goal, if we're about to have an important conversation, we need to do it in person. We need to carve out the time, use text message to schedule the in-person conversation, and then have this conversation in person and not over these other virtual platforms. So I think that after a safe environment is created, that you go into the conversation then with some boundaries and an ability to listen well. Yeah, we talked about this in a previous podcast. We talked about same team. The idea of, hey, go into any important conversation where you have a strong opinion and recognize with your spouse, we are on the same team. If my spouse loses... I lose. So I don't go into a conversation wanting to win because if I win, my spouse loses and then I lose because we're on the same team. So I know we've talked about it before, but we have to start with that foundation that I'm on the same team of my spouse. I want us to win in this conversation. And when we can have that mindset, the chances of us having success is huge. One of the things that I feel like has been helpful over the last number of years was after I got done telling you something, you would say, what I heard you say is, and this statement has mitigated quite a bit of conflict. One of our family core values is communication. So in him saying, what I heard you say is, he's validating that he was listening. And if he doesn't say it back to me with the intent that I gave it to him, then we can talk about that because there's been times when he hasn't understood what I said. And again, when you're having casual conversation, it's okay to popcorn back and forth. But when, when it's something super important, actively listening with the uh, to the other person with the intent to understand them is super important. We don't do this well as human beings. So let me say that differently. Most people that I've observed do not listen well. There are exceptions. And in fact, Jamie, when it comes to me debriefing my day and telling her about what's gone on, She has had a history of being really good at this and actively listening to me and asking me follow-up questions to where she fully understands what's going on. Uh, Once we get into an important conversation where we might disagree, though, uh, it's super important that we're listening with the intent to understand them. I I read a book not too long ago. It's by the author Celeste Headley. Uh, It's called We Need to Talk. Wow. Buy the book. You will get back your money in dividends in relationships. It talks about how you have to listen with the intent to understand 
Because a lot of times, instead, we listen with the intent to respond. We're listening to another person, and as they're talking, we're thinking about what we're going to say back to them instead of thinking, do I really understand what they're saying? And I'm, ooh, I'm interested to learn more about what they're saying, and I'm asking follow-up questions with that in. So again, we, we start off these important conversations recognizing we are on the same team. We lean into the conversation valuing what our spouse has to say, recognizing, hey, I'm on the same team. My spouse might have some really good perspective to share, even if I'm really passionate about whatever this conversation might be. And so I want to maintain that, that mindset that I value what their input is. If at any point in a really important conversation, we lose either of those perspectives, you need to stop the conversation right now. You need to stop. If you forget that you are on the same team, if all of a sudden you get into the mindset, I want to win this conversation, I want to be right, and I want my spouse to be wrong, you're, you're going down a very dangerous road that, that leads to sleeping on the couch or, or, or the, the front doorstep or something like that, right? Right. So just put a pin in it. If it starts to go sideways, circle back when you guys are good again, but just pause. That's really easy for us to say, but we recognize because we've lived it, that when you're in the in the moment, it's really hard to do that. It takes emotional intelligence to recognize right now my emotions are getting out of whack in this conversation. It's really easy to own that though, to be, hey, uh, I'm starting to get uh, frustrated. I don't know that I'm going to be able to have a good conversation with this right now. Can we plan on having this a little bit later? It's a good way to step out of the conversation, owning your own emotions, not projecting it on them, but recognizing that this conversation is heading in a bad direction. Can you think of any examples, good or bad, that we could give our listeners? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different levels. And, and over the last couple decades of Jamie and I being married, we Again, there's a lot of examples of where we've done it wrong. I remember early, early in our marriage, we got married when we were 19. We decided that I was going to join the Air Force shortly after that. And I remember being at training. So we were geographically separated from each other. I had just gotten the orders for my first duty station. And I was going to be going to McConnell Air Force Base in Kansas. It's a part of the Air Mobility Command. And that means I'm probably going to deploy. And for a young married woman who was really excited to be reunited with her husband, and we had talked about starting a family, Air Mobility Command did not sound like it was going to go along with the plan. Yeah, we want something more like uh, like Air Staying at Your Station Command or something like that, which the Air Force doesn't that actually... That doesn't happen. ...doesn't actually have that, but that's kind of, I think, what she was wanting as that young bride. And I had learned a lot of really catchy phrases in the military. Now, I'm going to go ahead and put a little asterisk here, because this is like what you don't do. So just like write that down if you're keeping notes. This is what you don't do. And so one of those phrases that the military had taught me was that you need to adapt and overcome. Now, this is a really great phrase when bullets are flying over your head, when things aren't going as planned, and you need to adapt, and you need to overcome or you're going to die. Great phrase. Not such a great phrase pretty much in anything else in life. Yeah. So when your bride says, but I thought we were going to talk about starting a family, and you respond with? Uh, you need to adapt and overcome. Not great communication. Really bad communication. Now, if we could have just like put a pin in that, and if we could rewind back, or if you know, 20-year-old Chris 
would have had the emotional intelligence and the knowledge of having great communication. Instead, he would have said, wow, honey, that sounds upsetting to you. I was hoping to start a family as well. That would have gone way different then. Yeah, way different. Uh, But instead, I told her we needed to adapt and overcome, and we needed to figure it out. And she did not receive that well. One, it was over the phone. Again, we don't do these conversations on the phone unless it's an absolute emergency and you're geographically separated and you have no other choice. Uh, and in that case, that was that, that was true. I, I needed to communicate with her and the phone was the only choice back then. But I could have done it a whole lot better by showing her empathy, by recognizing that this was changing our goals, our dreams, the conversations that we've had, and by talking with her through it and and solving the problem versus me just telling her to adapt and overcome. I don't know. What other examples do we have of times that we've done communication well or mucked it up? I just know one time, and who knows what we were communicating poorly about, but my tendency is to freeze or flee. And I just remember you and I were having intense moment of fellowship aka conflict. And I loaded the kids up in the van and I was out. I don't even remember where I was going um, or why I was going there. I know where I ended up. We ended up at the library and I played it off like we're just checking out books. But whatever conversation we were having, I had to get out of and I had to get out of now. So I loaded the kids up and you very much did not want me to do that. But my flight instinct was stronger than my ability to go along with what you wanted me to do. So I loaded them up and I took them out and we went to the library. But that was not great communication. It was just my coping mechanism. Yeah. Hey, we need to maintain perspective when we're in these conversations. That's really what we've been talking about. When we talk about having the foundation of same team, uh, that's what it is. It's, It's that right perspective. And when we talk about valuing our spouse valuing their perspective, assuming that they may have something really valuable to add to whatever it is that we're talking about right now. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about having the right perspective. I read another book here recently. Sorry, folks. I read a lot of books. Uh, read another book that, that framed this in just different words. The same thing that Jamie and I had already failed at, succeeded at, we'd already talked about in different ways. But this other book just gave me a different vernacular for it. Really great book. Another one that I would buy if I were you. It's called Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High. Has a whole bunch of different authors. Patterson is one of them. Uh, I would suggest buying this book. In fact, I'll throw it down in the comments of this podcast and I, I would get it. They talk about instead of same team, they say mutual purpose. You need to have mutual purpose when you're going into a conversation where the stakes are high. And instead of valuing your spouse, they say you need to have mutual respect. Uh, And I really feel like these are the same thing, different words, Uh, mutual purpose, mutual respect. And they say something very similar. If you lose either one of those in a conversation, you need to get out of the conversation. You need to reestablish those, whether you use our, our, our vernacular or theirs. You need to remember, hey, we are on the same team. That's important. I value my spouse's opinion. All right, that's reestablished. Now we can step back into this conversation 
and and it's going to be a whole lot more productive. What other examples? Can you think of any other examples of times that we've done it well or failed at it and what we learned from those? There was a date that we went on and it was one of those not great dates, folks, like we've talked about before. And who knows what the conflict was over. But I was not one to actually tell you how I was feeling. I would just stuff it. And I've been working on that the last number of years, but this is probably 10-ish years ago. And whatever I needed to say to you, I was trying to say it. And what I was trying to tell you was that it was hard to talk to you. And when I said that to you, when I finally had those words exit my lips, your response was less than favorable. I was probably loud. And in a passionate tone, you said, what do you mean I'm hard to talk to? Real easy to talk to in that moment, folks. Real easy. And so I pointed at you and I said, this is what I mean. It's hard to talk to you. Now, I joke a lot, folks, about being loud. Uh, I'm joking in, because Jamie and I have a, a, a relationship where we can joke about our flaws. I recognize that I need to be careful with that. Yes, I am loud when I'm excited, when I'm sad, when I'm angry, when I'm everything. But I recognize that that puts people off. And it's not easy for me because I don't recognize it in the moment. But in the in our marriage relationship and in our family relationship, I trust Jamie to be monitoring that for me. And on a regular basis, when I'm not mad, when I'm just passionate, Jamie will sit there and motion me and just use her hands to, to show me, hey, you're getting loud. Bring down the volume. And I trust her to recognize that. Now, I'm not saying that I lower it as much as I should. Uh, it's still... I'm a work in progress with this, but I give her permission and I want her to help me communicate better. And I know that that's a piece of my communication style that can get in the way. So if you are like me, if you are loud, don't give yourself an excuse. Don't say, well, that's just who I am. I'm always loud. Uh, I joke like that, but, but I don't actually think that. I know it's something I need to work on if I want to have quality communication with my wife with my kids, with my coworkers, with anyone I come in contact with, I know I need to be careful that my volume is too high and I can put people off that way. So just keep that in mind. Same thing goes for stuffing it down. You, you talk about stuffing it down, but are you giving listeners permission to stuff down their feelings? Absolutely not. It's definitely not a way to process and deal with feelings, but it, it takes time and practice. And this idea of safe environment. If you don't feel safe, you're not going to come out with how you really want to express yourself. If you're not safe, you're not going to feel like you have the liberty to say what you want for fear of whatever it is, fiction or not, in your head that you're afraid might come back to you. So I think it's super important to say how you feel, but creating that right environment, that safe environment is super important. Let's do a little example here. Uh, Jamie and I will just do an example of us engaging in a conversation that could go south really, really quick. And in a previous episode, we I gave an example of Jamie leaving her shoes at the end of the bed and the fact that one of my jobs in our house is to make the bed in the morning and that I was tripping over the shoes and I was starting to get upset about it. And I had to change my thinking. I had to recognize this was an opportunity for me to serve my wife. Why don't I just walk around the bed knowing the shoes are probably going to be there and pick them up? instead of getting upset with her over it. But let's that, that's, that's option one. In marriage, when you can overlook something, overlook it. Let's not make mountains out of molehills. 
Let's not make big deals out of things that don't need to be a big deal. Here's the thing. If I make everything a big deal, then nothing's a big deal. That's an Incredibles reference. Yes, we love the movie references. You've heard it before. So I can't make a big deal out of the dishes in the sink and over the socks on the floor and over the shoes on the floor and over the fact that the toilet paper was put incorrectly on the toilet paper dispenser. There is a correct way, by the way, and you're either right or wrong. But let's not make a big deal out of it. Let's just be okay with some people being wrong in this world, okay? So we have to keep that in mind. If we can overlook stuff, let's overlook it. Let's get over ourselves. But if you can't overlook it, and there's a lot of things in life that we can't overlook, then we need to practice having great, important conversations without mucking it up with our communication styles or forgetting some of the perspectives that we've talked about of same team and valuing our spouse's perspective. So let's give a little example here where I could have approached Jamie talking about the shoes. And I would have started it off with, hey, I want to talk about something that's important to me uh, with you. Is is right now an okay time for us to talk about that? Sure. It's a good time. Excellent. So if she told me no, then we need to figure out a different time. Right now, she might be overloaded. She's going to school right now. She's doing student teaching. She's juggling being a mother. She's juggling being a wife, which is the, probably the easiest job because I'm so amazing. It's the hardest one. It's the hardest <laughs> All right. Uh, so just recognizing that if you ask your spouse, is this an okay time to have an important conversation, be okay with them saying, no, I'm not doing great right now. I have a lot of things on my mind. I need to get some other tasks done and be okay with that. But if she says yes, if he says yes and gives you permission to have this important conversation, then go into it. And don't sit there and soften it by talking about a lot of good stuff. Let's just get to the point here. I got permission to have a tough conversation. Now I'm going to lean into it. Hey, I think you know this, but I, I love you. And I want to support you in all the things you're doing right now. Um, there's There's been something that's been irritating me. And I just wanted to talk with you about that and ask if you can help me in this in this area, in our home. Okay, listening. I make the bed in the morning, and I love doing that to serve you. I love that you do that because you get out of the bed last. Go on. Uh, and I've been tripping over your shoes. Your shoes are oftentimes on the side of the bed. And I, here's the deal. Like, I should know that they're there. It's early in the morning. I'm, I'm spacing that they're there. And I'm tripping over them over and over again. And I, I know sometimes it's going to happen, but can you work on trying to pick up your shoes. Absolutely. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Is this a good time for me to bring up something important that you do that irritates me? She's pulling out a list, folks. There's like 500 things on the list. This is going to take a little bit longer. Uh, So here's the deal, folks. Again, in that case, I overlooked it because I recognized that it wasn't that important. I could just pick up the shoes myself. But what happens when it's something that's really, really important to you that you're not able to overlook. It's nagging at your brain and you need to have conversation with them about whatever this thing is. Then we need to try to carve out the time. Now, keep in mind, if in that conversation, Jamie responded and she felt offended by the way I said it, or if I felt offended by the way she responded, I asked her, can we have an important conversation? And she's like, I guess. That's not probably the moment for me to lean into it because right now I might feel that we don't have the same team mindset and that she doesn't value what I'm about to say. And so either one, I say, you know what? You seem, you seem busy right now. Maybe we, we can do this a different time. 
Or we sit there and circle back to, well, hey, I want to have an important conversation with you. The reason I want to have it is uh, I want us to have great communication in our marriage. I want us to both value each other and help take care of some of the responsibilities here at the house. And so that's, that's my heart of the way I'm approaching this. I've even gone into some of these conversations owning the fact that I screw these up sometimes. Hey, I want to talk to you about something really important, but I know sometimes with my style, I know I mess this up and I make it hard for you to hear. And so I'm going to really try hard not to do that, but but this is important for me to say to you. Can can we try to do this? And right off the bat, I'm owning genuinely owning the parts of how I make our conversations go bad. And I feel like that helps because I'm acknowledging these are my weaknesses. But through my weaknesses, can we still try to have this good conversation and talk about something that's really important to us? So the call to action for this episode is to know each other's communication styles. This is important when going into these important conversations. Create a safe environment and respect each other in this conversation. Make sure you hear the person you're talking with correctly and be open to what they have to say. Same team. Same team. Right. If I lose, you lose. I don't want to lose. Let's both win. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Monday. Hey, we're excited to hear what you think about these uh, episodes. Please rate and review us. I think Apple might be the last podcast platform that allows that. But if you click on our channel, scroll down to the bottom, it'll give you the opportunity to rate or review us. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram. We like hearing from you, hearing what you're thinking of the podcast, giving us ideas of future topics. And if you have any ideas of guests that we can maybe interview down the road, we'd like that as well. Or you can send us an email at chris at gravityct.com. That's chris, C-H-R-I-S, at gravityct.com. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Friends, getting married is super easy and staying married is really tough. So go and love well.